Good morning. This is Tom Dunlap with your Monday Morning Minute from the Black Letter Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that is perhaps not exciting, but I think it's important. And I get asked about this a lot, and so do my partners. And it comes up in all kinds of contexts, not just in the employment context, which is what I'm going to discuss today. It also comes up in the context of potential litigation. It comes up in the context of negotiations. It's about monitoring. And I'm going to talk about employers monitoring employees in the workplace, whether it's email, telephone calls, voice recordings, or cameras. And most of this stuff applies in other contexts too. When you're dealing with somebody on the other side of a negotiation or clients even, or uh, in the context of getting ready for a litigation and you're recording a phone call. So let's talk about that. So the first thing to know is that at Foundation, a 1967 case, U.S. Supreme Court case called Katz, you start off with the idea that everyone in the United States, generally speaking, under the Constitution, should have some reasonable expectation of privacy. This isn't an employment law case. It's just a, a foundational case about the ex- expectations of privacy and wiretapping. And from there, uh, let's start with federal law. So federal law is kind of easy. Under federal law, if you monitor somebody's voice recording or phone call, federal law says only one party has to consent to that recording. And there are about 40 states that have the same law that only one party has to consent to an audio recording. We're just talking about audio recordings at this point. Uh, And these involve a couple statutes, including the Title I and Title II of the ECPA, that's the Electronic Communications Privacy Act, Uh, And that is uh, the Wiretap Act and the Stored Communications Act. So basically what this says is that it's illegal to intentionally disclose or intercept by use of a wire any oral electronic communications without the consent of at least one party. Now, there are exceptions to that. And the exceptions are, and these are good for a business, uh, if it's in conjunction with things you would expect, law enforcement orders or part of your service provider who does this and you're monitoring communications, like you provide telephone service or something like that, and you're monitoring your customer service. Also, when it's necessary for a legitimate business purpose, you can record communications. And frankly, the one-party consent thing is easy because the employer, when we're talking about employees and employers monitoring, the employer is the one that's consenting in one-party consent states. Now, there are 10 United States that do not allow monitoring of employee communications by the employee with just the employer consenting. These are called two-party consent states. This generally means that both parties to any recorded conversation have to consent. And those states, and they probably won't surprise you, include California, Connecticut, Florida, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, Montana, New Hampshire, and Pennsylvania, and Washington state. So if you're in one of those states, Or importantly, if your business has remote employees in one of those states, or if you transact business across state lines into one of those 10 states, you're probably subject to the two-party rule and you should be careful. Second thing to think about under, and that's that's state law and federal law intersecting there. Second thing to think about is uh, under federal law, you cannot use monitoring of any kind, whether that's cameras or email monitoring or uh, audio monitoring to discriminate against employees under the Americans with Disability Act, or to somehow prevent employees from communicating about their salaries and their gripes about work. And that's the NLRA, the National Labor Relations Act. Uh, So if you do either of those things, and they should be pretty easy to avoid, you can't use monitoring for that. Now let's talk briefly about cameras. 
cameras are a little bit more complex because federal law doesn't really directly address monitoring employees or anyone on camera. It only addresses audio recordings. So it's kind of strange. In fact, in some states where two-party consent's required, you can still monitor people by camera if you don't record the audio. When it comes to monitoring people by camera, generally speaking, remember at foundation, at base, everybody, employee or customer, has a general expectation, a reasonable expectation of privacy. So you cannot put cameras in bathrooms, in locker rooms, in places where people have that reasonable expectation of privacy, but you can put them in public places. Now let's jump down, since this is a quick Monday morning minute, to best steps, best advice, best practices. So first, real quick, we said this before, if you have remote employees who do business in more than one state, treat your monitoring obligations like the most restrictive of those two states. Second, have a clear policy on monitoring and surveillance. So make sure employees know about the presence of cameras and in disclosures to the employees, detail scope, methods, and reasons for monitoring. And look, here's the easiest one. When an employee signs up with your company, when you onboard an employee, have a consent form. So whether you're in a one-party state or a two-party state, if you disclose what you're doing and your employees consent to it by signing a document saying they consent, generally speaking, you can monitor pretty much everything. Again, no cameras in the locker rooms. Use common sense there. That's going to be prohibited, but get employees to consent. Finally, make sure that you review and update your policy. State laws change. Cases come down. Courts can change what statutes say by virtue of their rulings. So it's really important that you monitor these, and you don't have to do that as an employer. Work with a lawyer who's knowledgeable in the space and make sure that you come up with a consent form and a policy that works for where you are and the multiple states that you may work in. Uh, I mean, most companies are, if not national, global these days, and it's really important that you comply with all of the jurisdictions where you're working. So this isn't legal advice. This is a place to start. And again, work with a lawyer. I'll share a couple quick cases with you so you have some idea of how things have shaken out in the past. Ontario versus Quan, city of Ontario, and that's in the United States, it was a 2010 Supreme Court case that came down on the side of the employer. And this was a case where the court said that a search was reasonable under the Fourth Amendment, where the police department had a work-issued pager issued to a, a police officer, and they were able to take the messages off of that pager and the police officer, who was the employee of the police department, argued that he had a right and reasonable expectation of privacy, but it was a work-issued pager, so he didn't, and the Supreme Court came down pretty firmly on that. And then Coca-Cola Bottling Company. Employee was secretly videotaped by an employer to determine if they were faking a work injury. In this case, the court ruled the secret videotaping did not violate the employee's rights. And look, this was secret. The employee didn't know the camera was even there, but it was in a public area, and there was no reasonable expectation of privacy in the public area. So those are just some examples of cases. Again, work with a lawyer in your area. I hope you have a wonderful day. This has been Tom Dunlap for your Monday morning minute from the Black Letter Podcast. I hope it was educational and I hope you have a great week as we roll into this holiday period.